Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. My name is Evan Barton, and I'm your host who helps create conversations with the innovators and leaders of a growing tech center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Grow With Us podcast highlights the work of community leaders, tech entrepreneurs, nonprofit professionals, and talent development advocates in Tulsa. Grow With Us is a podcast of In Tulsa. In Tulsa's mission is to connect talented individuals and companies to stimulate economic growth in Tulsa and to create more prosperous communities across the region. Each episode, Grow With Us discusses the growth of opportunities, the growth of communities striving for change, or the tech and innovation that is changing the landscape of Tulsa. On this episode of Grow With Us, we are in conversation with Lydia Zhang, content strategist at New You and the founder and CEO of Lidsworks and Fugue Media. Lydia and I discuss Lydia's experience creating an impactful brand with New You, the experiences that helped prepare her for being an entrepreneur, and discovering the many facets of a brand's identity. I personally highly recommend this episode to my early career folks who might be listening. I'm so excited to welcome Lydia to the podcast today. Lydia, thank you so much for being on this episode of Grow With Us. I can't wait to talk about everything we're going to talk about today. Evan, you are a gem. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, It's going to be so fun. Um, I kind of always jump in a little bit with like how we knew each other or met each other and I I have to tell the story just because it's it like warms my heart I have known you (laughs) in the ecosystem you you made a name for yourself before we ever like genuinely made a connection but you went out of your way to say something to me that like I probably won't ever forget just because it was really so heartfelt and so sweet um Oh, you're going to, as soon as I say it, you'll know. Um, I did the New Year program this earlier this year. And at, I think maybe like my second or third session, I had said something, I had, you know, raised my hand and participated because I'm that type of girl. (laughs) And I was saying something about RuPaul's Drag Race or something like that. And afterwards, you come up to me and you're like, hey, Evan. I was like, hey, Lydia, like knew your name immediately. (laughs) And you were like, I just want you to know that, like, I want to be best friends with you. <laughs> and look at us now. I'm planning this. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Wiggum is such a huge fan of you. I mean, he gives you your flowers, like, when you're not even there in the uh, room. And I feel the same way. So, no. yeah, I mean, you were someone I scoped out and was like, I've got to know this person. <laughs> know what, what they do. <laughs> I love it. And I'm now we're, I would say we're like well on the way to bestie status if we're not already there now. I mean, Confirmed. at this point, it's it's been happening, which is great. Um, and I think that means a lot to me just because like I uh, recognize that you saw me in the community and valued where I was at. Mm-hmm. And I we saw each other. Like, because I I see what you are doing for in your work and we're going to talk a lot about it. I'm super excited for you to share. Um, And you you care about things that I care about and you talk Mm -hmm. about things the way that I care about. And I can't wait to I can't wait to see what you do and how we both grow and we get to grow and support each other together. Mm -hmm. And I'm. I'm really excited for you to be here, of, of course. So thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, Evan. I'm always in your corner, too. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let's go ahead and um, introduce your... Our, let's go ahead and have you introduce yourself to our Grow With Us audience and kind of uh, just tell us a little bit about your story in whatever way you're comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I'll kind of go through a little timeline, per se, you know, of my fairly short life, my 24-year life. Yes. Um, so I'm Lydia Jung. Um, I'm first gen Korean American. So my parents immigrated 
to the U.S. from South Korea around their like late 20s, unexpectedly had me. They didn't think they were going to stay in the States. Um, but I've lived in the Midwest all my life. So that like Texas, Kansas, Oklahoma type of Midwest. Um, my childhood was in Kansas mostly. Um, but then I really grew up in Tulsa from middle school, high school, college, and now post um, college and now in my career. So I went to TU, shout out, Frank yes, Um <laughs> Not so much a school spirit person, but um, <laughs> but I did a dual degree. I did arts, culture, entertainment, management, and music. So I'm a violinist, lifelong violinist, um, and an advertising uh, advertising minor. Awesome. Um, so that's like career-wise my short, you know, sweet timeline. But I think when I look back on this, the greatest part of that is I now realize is my dual identity. You know, growing up Korean and American, especially being in the Midwest and not being around a lot of communities that are like, you know, who look like me, who are like me. And I know a lot of different people with different backgrounds can relate to this as well. Um, But, you know, I go, I go home and we're speaking Korean. There's generational and uh, country differences from between me and my parents. And then, you know, I go to school, I go to you know, extracurriculars or whatnot. And it's completely different expectation-wise, experience-wise. So up until this point, I think the greatest part about all of the time that I've spent so far is navigating, like wrestling through which parts of both am I and how does that, how does that translate into what I'm doing now? So I'm very, very proud of my heritage and the culture that I maintain and who I am. I love that. I think that is absolutely something that ties us together because I feel the same way. I think um, we kind of have a little a little group of, of gals, if you will, yes. our barbs, that barbs. Um, <laughs> we're all kind of doing things. I, I feel honored to be in the group <laughs> of, of mostly women of color that are doing amazing things. Oh, yeah. um, and and I feel I feel welcomed by my ladies, and I think that a lot of what binds us together is our mm-hmm. I think collective understanding and respect for our own identities. Absolutely, there's that that's been something that you know to be f- quite frank, like recently a lot of people have <laughs> wanted to question my identities mm. and uh, questioning, and which has you know created an opportunity for me to question my own, which. In all honesty, I do anyways all the time because it's hard to know who you are and to feel, you know, 100% confident in it all the time. Right. Um, And so, you know, for for me personally, like my identities are my queer identity and my indigenous identity. And I I love the way you described kind of like how those identities are not something that you you don't check one at the door when you're at when you're at home with your parents. You know, you still have everything that you experience outside of that of that family unit and then also when you're like interacting in your extracurriculars and you know in kind of what is like american society mm-hmm. all of your all of your korean influence and culture is still being like this is weird or this is different or you're kind of just yes. it's allowing you to see the world with a, a perspective that i think our generation does mm. a good job of appreciating more so than maybe generations before us. And I I think that's a good change. <laughs> I agree. I think it's also my identity. Like I talk about it so much. It's such a huge part of who I am, what I do, why I do it. Mm-hmm. And it's really solidified over time, like what my values are and how those values carry on in my career, in my personal life, in the business that I'm running. Like mm-hmm. 
um, you know, it's for me, like when my business, like my, it, it translates in a way where I want to be centering and serving yeah. BIPOC founders or owners who are starting their own ventures. Like there's, it, it really informs who you are and where you're going. Yeah. So that's why I speak so highly of cultural heritage. Period. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think something that um, you touched on in your introduction that is, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a, a major player in how you navigate the world with your identities is like where you grew up and a lot of that being Tulsa. I'm really curious, mm. you know, what your experience with Tulsa has been like, you know, yeah. through the years, especially since you've experienced it as a kid and, and then also as, you know, high school, I wouldn't say you're as much of a kid anymore as a young adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then college, you're also in such an interesting phase at TU mm-hmm. while also having come from here. I'm sure that was an interesting yeah. experience. And now you work and play here in Tulsa too. So you've really experienced kind of mm-hmm. Tulsa in so many different ways, very similar to myself, yes. Yes. which is super yes. cool. Um, I'd love to kind of hear you talk about how Tulsa has played a played a role in your life. Yeah. It is so special. It is the only baseline I've known. Like I haven't, you know, a lot of my friends were, you know, crazy to get out of Tulsa. They were like, nope, big cities. Like I want to be in New York. I want to be in DC. I, you know, like I want to get out of here. It's too small. Um, You know, everybody, there's not like any growth opportunities, but I actually have, like, I feel the exact opposite about it. Like I have gleaned so much out of Tulsa. And really mainly it's because of the people. I mean, like the way that, I mean, a lot of people in the ecosystem talk about this a lot, but just the assets in people and the network. Um, Like if you're open to receive, people are willing to pour into you. And I think like mentors through like that, I've like just come across through from college into my career now, they're the ones who have really molded and advised and like grown me yeah. like within myself to where I am today. Uh, I think, you know, with, sorry, I'm like pausing. You can edit this. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> um, I think leaning into those who you're interested in doing similar things with, you align with in in your background, your identity or skill sets or industries is so important as in that paired with doing as much as possible. Like, I think you really do put in, like you get what you put in yes. truly. And I think like straight out of college, like, yeah, like I knew I liked arts. I knew I liked managing things and being a boss. Like I knew, <laughs> um, like I knew certain, like a few things, but I didn't know how exactly that would connect or where that would take me. Yeah. Um, but the second I got out of college, I like found Tulsa Service here, right? And then in that, there was a whole network of organizations, ecosystem, you know, people that you were connecting with within there. Um, my mentors, Wendy Thomas, namely with Leadership Tulsa, mm-hmm. she was a huge like influence and touch on me while I was in my fellowship year straight out of college, as well as Jake Lerner, Andrew Spector. I mean, I was able, I was really fortunate at Leadership Tulsa to be able to be in more of a startup yeah. role and to be able to do a little bit of everything, have my hands in almost every single bucket that I wanted to, mm-hmm. and to gain that experience and that exposure. But it was really, you know, Jake and Andrew and Wendy who empowered me to do so. Yeah. And, you know, from there, it just, 
it took me to the next thing, you know, and the next thing, the next thing. And it's just like, you know, like the little, um, like the Spider-Man multiverse, yeah. <laughs> you know, how it has like the webs <laughs> and everything. That's like truly how it works. But it's yeah. only because I had leaned in. I had asked, like I had specifically requested Wendy to be one of my mentors for Tulsa Service Year. It's because I, you know, asked for these variety of experiences as well during my time there, you know? Yeah. So I really think, I think Tulsa is so special. I think a lot of people who are coming in, who are within, who like stay within Tulsa too, find so much value in it, but only if you are willing to search for it and receive it. Yeah. I think that's a really important point. And I, I think I love the, this conversation we're kind of having about you get what you put into something or you get out of something what you put into it because I think that that's something that is a skill to learn and mm. I think that there are many opportunities where you aren't necessarily um like I I think I think what I'm trying to say is you aren't necessarily burned by not putting in anything mm. to something and so it can kind of happen multiple times in your life where you think that you're going to get out of you think you're going to start something and it's going to be this amazing thing. It's going to open all these doors, but life happens and For you're sure. not able to focus on that thing or Absolutely. this thing happens and, you know, you lose that passion that you had, that you once had for that opportunity mm -hmm. and you don't get to put a lot into it. There's so many distractions. Mm -hmm. And so I I think what you're getting at is a really important point to to kind of hone in on about reminding ourselves that <laughs> reminding ourselves that it's okay for things to be hard but it's also Absolutely. okay to it, it's it's okay to make that same mistake again but really giving it is important when when it's the right time like i i, I, I think where i'm at and we're talking about we're, we're gonna go in the fourth wall but a little bit but uh we're working on an idea through builders and backers right now for um the podcast mm. network and that is absolutely something that you mm. get out of what you put into right there are times you know in ju and just kind of like looking at the way i come home and relax or like unwind from a day i typically don't do extracurricular activities <laughs> or things that you know could be seen as like furthering x y or z mm -hmm. i relax <laughs> <laughs> Checked. I, I check out <laughs> and check into my housewives mm -hmm, or, you mm -hmm. know, some video games or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I have found myself more recently because of builders and backers, like, and it takes it takes work. Mm -hmm. Like Jesse needs my help. <laughs> I have to do things. Um, and being able to like really recognize and already see like just in such a short time, like yeah. what putting fourth more effort in that yeah. regards like has done for my own creativity sustaining my passions sure. um you know it, it's 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 all about working towards a goal and i think that new you does that did that or did really well at helping me mm. realize like you have to have goals yeah. you have to be striving for something sure and it is hard to maintain those but you have to find something that keeps your fire going Absolutely. and uh, I really wish like I had um, some Aaron Wiggum like one offs to go to go through because he's Personal got so coach, many good ones. Like... They'll come out from <laughs> at least one of us at some point. I'll remember something that he said. But um, I think it's a really interesting conversation. I, and especially using Tulsa as a lens on that specific mm -hmm. principle, because 
I do think that there, it's a conversation we have on this podcast over and over again. You know, Tulsa is great. Yes, yes. <laughs> Tulsa is for you. <laughs> Tulsa is great. Tulsa's for you. And yeah. everyone that we've had on this podcast has loved Tulsa. Yeah. I think that people that I've had on this podcast, if you were to do a little through line, we all have wanted something from Tulsa and everyone sure. has gotten it because they've worked for it. Absolutely. Um, and that's not to do, that's not to say that, I don't know, it, that's to say that the aspiration will take you far in this city. Mm-hmm. And I think that what you're saying too about, you know, naming your mentors and, and who you want them to be, that access is easier. Mm-hmm. Um and and it's facilitated because of a of a program like Tulsa Service Year. Absolutely. So I just think it's really interesting. Like, yeah, you get out, you got out of what Tulsa Service Year you put into it, which was mm-hmm. a mentorship that led you to this this like like you said the next thing and the next thing, and that next thing might not always be in Tulsa. Let's just be honest. I, no, I completely <laughs> agree. I think at least exposing yourself and applying yourself to as many different people or experiences or things that you haven't tried skill sets. Still, every experience is going to better inform you on what you want or what you don't yeah, want. Absolutely. You know, like I, you know, after Tulsa Service here, I went to a different role that I thought, you know, I had interned before. I really love the people. I love the mission, the values. Um, but in that new role and in that new time of my life, it wasn't the right fit. Yeah. And that told that experience told me that's not what I want. It's like relationships. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't want someone who's messy and <laughs> I can't deal with that forever or I can't yeah. have someone without a growth mindset. So then you leave that and you're better informed and equipped on where you want to go next. Absolutely. Yeah, I, th- I think just to kind of round us out here, I think that the the big point that I'm hearing from all of this is like, no matter how hard it is to apply yourself in every way, I think that um, finding someone that will support you and finding that that little piece within yourself that is sure. the motivation, m- making sure to nurture that because mm. that life does get hard. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> and it gets discouraging, and it's not it's not perfect in Tulsa, but I do think that what you and I are are examples of people that have navigated this ecosystem in with a yes and a growth mindset Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) we've said yes we we've said no or you know and i think my approach specifically has been i am crossing things off the list just as much as i'm adding things to them you know um and that's been really cool to explore i don't feel like and i feel like that is something that i'm doing because i'm comfortable in my hometown and I think that a lot of other people are doing because they're comfortable in Tulsa, yeah. which is really cool to kind of see that sentiment being shared. Um, I'd love for you to kind of you've you've definitely uh, grazed on some of this a little bit, but I'd love for you to talk a little bit more specifically kind of about your professional journey in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, we've mentioned Tulsa service year and leadership Tulsa. So you've touched on some uh, elements of your professional journey. And I and I, I really appreciate you talking about those. I'd love for you to kind of talk about, too how you got on this path um, in kind of doing what you like to do now. I, I know that's yeah. a little vague, but um, I know that you're working really closely with the new you program, which mm-hmm. is something I know you're really excited about. Yeah. Uh, and I know that it's been a really cool opportunity for you. So I'd love for you to kind of share how that all got started and, and um, any anything about yeah. all of that. <laughs> I mean, speaking of, you know, speaking on the web you know, the Tulsa multiverse web. Yes. Um, you know, I was in the middle of my Leadership Tulsa fellowship where Andrea Williams, who's the program director, um, she like 
threw out something in like our group chat, like anyone want to make, you know, some decks for some extra like cash? And I was like, sure. And so I just made like a few decks for this conference that Andre was a part of. And that product is what Aaron Wiggum, who is the founder of New You, um, had noticed actually. So he was like, yo, like Andre, like what, like who did this? Like, Where'd you get this from? Yeah. And so Andrea was like, oh, it's one of my fellows, Lydia. And so she connected me and Aaron from there. Um, and he was telling me all about this idea and concept that is new you that hasn't like actual, had not actualized yet, yeah. um, but was going to be incubated by in Tulsa. And that's where me and him started collaborating. We did the logo while he was like, we were WhatsApp messaging <laughs> on the plane while he was on the plane and I was at home and just going through like variations of logos. And then we yeah. like finally made one. I Then I did their brand guide, the first program decks that he used to facilitate the program itself. So I had been noticed, got connected, and then had been doing some work on retainer yeah. for Aaron. And that was the first time, like I had not planned on being a business owner or really doing this kind of side hustle work. Wow. Like I had some skills built up from college and design and have like an eye from it, especially with my just like arts background. Yeah. Um, but that was really the power of the network. And from there, you know, I've done everything so far with new you front facing. Um, I love that you talked about kind of like the network being that connector for you also shout out to andrea we love andrea um i think specifically the thing that's really cool about you know just hearing that slack opportunity or that message like hey does anybody want to do this thing like that opening so many doors is so, is so cool mm -hmm. and, and i think i think it was a really cool opportunity for you just to like analyze you for a second like you didn't like you said, you weren't necessarily seeking that opportunity. You had the you had the skills, and that led you to applying those skills to something that I know you're really passionate about now. <laughs> and I love how modest you're being about. <laughs> you know, I had some skills and some eyes for things. You have like I I have it in the question that I'm about to ask you, but like I'm gonna say it now because it's so true. You're like the superstar behind the face of new you. I think that new you has such a authentic and real voice. I mean, and and that is that is apparent both in the visuals from the presentations at the at the um the, the sessions that you have and also anything on social media, anything on the website like that is Lydia. <laughs> and you've put something you put a spin on it that's super that that captures all those you know emotive words like opportunities and mm. um new like even the whole concept of new you is right. like something that you've captured visually and so i'm really kind of curious like what that process has been like for you as it you've really developed a brand from mm. you know that conversation on the plane to where yes. you're at now um it's it's definitely branched off into so many different things so let, i'd love to hear you talk about those yeah, I think really the key to branding is truly understanding who you are. And I know that sounds so simple, yeah. but I think under like, so I was on retainer for a while, but then Aaron had actually pulled me in, offered me a full-time job as he was scaling new you up. And so, you know, 
this is a little bit different of a situation than, you know, other clients that you may have that are just like one-off projects and needs, or you may not, you know, be working consistently with them. But with new you specifically, because one, everyone on our team goes through the actual new you program itself. Yeah. So just the level of understanding that I've been able to build up by being a part of a three-person team, including myself, going through the programs itself, like connecting and meeting with people who are, you know, partners or they're participants of the program themselves. Like you really are, like I've been able to delve truly into every aspect of new you and be able to see the return from there and the reactions from there, how this program has been able to change the trajectory of so many people's lives and empower them. And so I think really the key has been understanding who it is and really like researching, like delving deep, asking Aaron, consulting with him and Jenny, like who, like, who are we? What is our voice? Like, how are we writing? Like, how does that transfer into the newsletter? What is it that we would like others to know. So it's more of that like research aspect and like qualitative aspect that I don't think a lot of people really understand. But it's yeah. so it's that part like presently here is who we are, what we do, and really clearly um conveying that through different modes of platforms, right? Like our social media versus our newsletter versus um you know design and like that visual aspect. But it's also um it's also knowing where we're going. Yeah. So something that Aaron has just as a leader is amazing at is he truly pours and develops into his team. Yeah. I mean, there is no one who walks a t- walks a walk and talks a talk. Um, like we are looped in to exactly where New You is going, how we're scaling, how we are changing, how our services are changing, how we as an organization are, and so being a part of those future like plans. And I know that's not, you know, necessarily apply applicable to, you know, other like clients that I may have that I'm not in a larger like capacity with, but that has, that's key too. Absolutely. I I think you kind of, you definitely nailed it with like knowing who you are, because I think that there's so many factors at play for maybe a brand that's starting out or even an established brand or someone working in branding that might have that might introduce variables that might quite like that make answering that question harder and harder it is sometimes hard to understand who you are i mean we literally talked about that kind of at the very beginning like even our own identities and so connecting that to like a company at a brand a company with a brand and a vision like Mm -hmm. a brand and a vision that you know sometimes is at the whim of of other decision makers or um you know, Aaron has that has a gift of of leadership that I, I think is yes. really, really strong in your team. And it's almost like he's telling you where you're going and you're telling everyone else who you are yeah. along the way, which yeah. is so cool. And I think that I, I'm curious too. like there is a whole element of what new you has done that is embracing a community that has been in Tulsa for so long, mm-hmm. the Latinx and Hispanic population in Tulsa. Huge. Yeah a huge population of uh, folks that are that have been in Tulsa and have felt mm. not connected to everything else that's going on Absolutely. here. Absolutely. And knew you put a concerted effort into engaging that community and the rewards of that have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder, you know, what, what was your hand in, in kind of 
guiding that or, or what has that process been like to you, especially to see a, a community respond to that? I, I'm curious if you have any reflections. Yeah, there has always been a need and there has always been a place, but we've never invited them is what I'll say. Yeah. Um, I think that there was a lot of, so one of New Youth's greatest values, I think too, is really centering people. How how can we be more accessible to them? In what ways? How can we invite them in and have theirs like, you know, nameplate already on their on their like spot or their chair, yeah. right? So there's a lot of ways that we, you know, we're intentional about this. The language, I mean, being like social media captions being, you know, in Spanish language, they're having flyers in both languages. You know, we have two different newsletters. Yeah. We have one that goes out that is in all English language and then one that's in Spanish language. And we feature those on our podcast who are um, podcast guests who are our Spanish language guests, yeah. specifically who are from the Tulsa community, the Tulsa Hispanic community. So there, the outreach has to be intentional. And I think having Jenny, who is Peruvian and grew up in Tulsa as well and a part of the community, and I think us leveraging her expertise of yeah. what she believes would be the best to reach that community has been crucial too. Because so yeah. many times, like if if someone is not in a place of leadership or isn't allowed the voice either within a team internally to speak and share their expertise, then that wouldn't even, like nothing would come out of that as yeah. well. And so I think it's both, it's it's internal and external actions from the program standpoint and from communications, social media content standpoint yeah. that we tailor directly to the Hispanic community so that they feel like, oh, this is familiar. This These are people we know. The, you know, this could be really great for me, you yeah. know? Absolutely. And and I think uh, there's so many things about this. Like one, absolutely shout out to Jenny Flores. <laughs> She's amazing. Um, and check out New, New You Voices, um, both in English and in Espanol. Like yes. such amazing shows. Um, can't, can't speak highly enough about my sister podcasts. Um, but I, I think using Jenny specifically as an example, sorry, we're talking about you, girl, without you being here, but <laughs> Um, all, all, great good, things, all, all good things. All good things. <laughs> My thing that I I feel so strongly about um, is that she carries like a, I, I think you touched on it, uh, absolutely, like respect and mm. authority. Authority on a subject comes from like validation within a community or within your peers. Yeah. Um, and I think that sometimes professional like validation, like getting an opportunity, like running, being a program manager yep. is kind of what it what it takes it or what it took in this situation for uh, that thing that everyone said we needed and everyone said we needed to do that nobody did in that way could be done by someone like her. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what's really cool about so much of New You has been, and this is so Aaron Wiggum, but it's been... Let's just try it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just do it. Yeah. And I think that a lot of that has come from his own previous successes in um, his Pittsburgh community. Yeah. But also, like, people in Tulsa are, like, do respond to people that come from an authentic and genuine place. And that is what 
is continuing to add on to your returns for this community. You get testimonials of people telling that telling other people about New You. New You has changed people's lives enough for them to feel inspired to start new businesses, to start mm-hmm. new ventures, to support their community in ways they might not have mm-hmm. been inspired to do so before. Um, you know, for me, like New You, I feel like I understood myself well, obviously, I obviously feel like I understood myself like way more after the program, but I also understood where I wanted to go more. I understood yeah. what thinking about my next step looked like uh, rationally. And uh, I think a lot of what the program kind of teaches you how to do is like, it doesn't have to happen tomorrow and it doesn't have to happen. And it can't happen in 10 years. Yeah. It can't be on pause or delayed. Mm. It needs to be a progress you need to be making progress towards yeah. not you need to but encouraging you that you can make progress towards your towards actualizing the things that you want to do i think that was like my mm. biggest biggest takeaway mm. that i don't you know having been around many people that are so discouraged by the world and I, yeah. I hate to be as broad as the world but like you know the institutions and the systems that Absolutely. do count people out that do make living an existing struggle like a a constant and daily struggle but finding that motivation to i don't know just like really find it within yourself to be a better person um not if not for you then for someone else Mm -hmm. that was also something i definitely got from that like i rep my communities even harder now than i did before which is crazy to think about because i really did rep them hard but like even more now right because I am not just doing anything that I do in this world for just me. Mm. And I know that's mm. that's a hard thing to it's like a hard place to get to, but it it feels like there's always going to be a reason to do something that's good, I guess. <laughs> that was like a silly way to end that out. But that was so beautiful. It's it's real because I have a care for my Tulsa community. I have I have yes. care for every community that that has let me f- for even a moment feel like I'm a part of it. Um, you know, and and those are specifically communities of color. Mm-hmm. Those are specifically um, my indigenous community, the queer community, these communities that are not like solely based on identity, but it is the way that it's the way that we know each other and the way we can uplift each other through the similarities of of said identities. So yes. I don't know. We got into a whole identity conversation again, but I, I think new I, I, and I, and I'm I'm going off on a tangent, but I really do think that uh, hearing about your your experience with New You and how how the program has developed and how you've had a part in it is really inspiring for mm-hmm. anyone that is not sure how to how to pursue something passionately. Yeah, not sure what to do with skills they may have learned along the way. Those right. are things that you have found the opportunities to apply yourself in so many different ways. And um, I'm here to give you your flowers. <laughs> and Thank and you. I know that um, I know that you're an inspiration and you pour back into the community so that it's really it's really awesome to see. Thank you, Evan. Absolutely. I'd love for you to kind of talk about um, we, we share uh, we shared this studio <laughs> in yeah. a way with uh, New You Voices and New You Voices in Espanol. I'd love for you to kind of talk about this podcast and any any hand you've had in uh, getting those started and kind of episodes you want to direct people to. I, it, it's such a great podcast. There's so many good ones. Oh, man. 
So like you were saying about Aaron being the type of person to just jump in and be like, we're doing this. That's what Jenny and I experience on the day to day, like every day. I mean, it's like team meeting Mondays. He's like, so team, we're starting a whole new, <laughs> a whole new XYZ. Um, and that's like, you know, because of us being a startup and us scaling, that's like part of it as well. But yeah. it's exciting to be a part of launching so many new things. That's something that I fell in love with and have come to realize that I love. I love building systems. I don't want to be a part of them. I want yeah. to be trying piloting um, and seeing, you know, where what those results are and how to pivot and change and grow. Um, so podcast, New Voices, has been one of those things for me and New You. So Aaron and I decided, you know, how can we um, expand our reach, you know, other than social media, you know, what are other platforms that we can so that it's not so contained within Tulsa because we really, really do want to be reaching and serving different affinity groups, different, you know, backgrounds and types of people, um, let alone Tulsa, right? Yeah. And so the podcast ended up being one of those. Um, Jesse Ulrich, who is our amazing podcast producer, shout out Jesse. He has been a huge help in um in launching that, but really we wanted to center it on people. Like I, like I keep saying that, but really that's our business. Like our business yeah. is people for New You. And we wanted to spotlight, put people who are, you know, some who are on like larger platforms and on a global scale, like Chris Dancy, you know, or also, you know, folks who are so local to Tulsa who have never had a chance or never really are asked about their story, yeah. you know, their trials, their tribulations, how, you know, what they find joy in, how they do that, you know, so really highlighting a whole variety of peoples and how they have overcome yeah. and giving them, you know, a, a, a platform with new voices and to have a conversation with Aaron and tease really that apart because it's so relatable. Like we yeah. are all going through things in different ways. And so I think it really brings, you know, hope and humanity for us to be, you know, launching this type of style, you know, so we're doing programs, but then really like, you know, showcasing the beauty mm -hmm. and the strength that these, that, you know, with people who we are involved with and know. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I thank you so much for that. I, I think my, my little button on the conversation would be that it was so, I think I like was, I got emotional when I heard that like new you voices or uh you're like you had started with new voices and then i uh, i had heard that jenny was going to be doing the, the Espanol. spanish language that is that like really got me emotional from yeah. a from someone that cares about podcasts from For someone sure. that cares about telling stories and it, it's just another testament of how you guys walk the walk and talk the talk because yeah. you had started knew you with English language and then recognized the need for Spanish yep. and made that change. Yep. And that exact same thing happened with the podcast yeah. in such a short time. And I think it, and Jenny was vulnerable enough to be mm. like, ask me about things. And, and we had a whole conversation about it. She said she was nervous. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. and I like, she's got the biggest heart. She's amazing. And it was so nice for her to like, see me in the podcast space and like, you know, say like, what do you have anything that you would recommend or what? <laughs> like asking me for advice. And yes, I was like, yes, I don't, you don't need to, ask, you have everything you need. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just putting that energy back into her. Um, 
like really touched me because it, podcasting means so much to me. And I, I, you, you hit the nail on the head for like why I even do this podcast yeah. and why I want to continue doing podcasts, providing a platform for people, period. But yeah. I could also add on providing a pa- platform for people that don't think their voice matters. Right. And I think that our society, I think that where we have, we have conditioned ourselves to invalidate our own voices. And there's, there's few that have not been subjected to that and have been able to overcome that societal pressure. But I think it takes an active stance against that conditioning. And it might be silly to be like, well, my answer to that is podcasting, but it's not silly at all. It, it, it does provide the opportunity for someone to put their voice mm. with their beliefs yep. and with their values. I know that podcasts can be a variety of topics and um, things like that, but you know, in the, in the business of podcasts that we make, we're telling our own stories and we're being authentic, yep. and that is going to reach someone. And that's why I love doing it. And that's why I love that you guys are doing it too. So I'm, I'm always cheering you on. I want to shout out um, your episode with Tim uh, from in Tulsa. Yes. I love Tim. Um, everyone go check out the episode with Tim, Timothy Bright from the in Tulsa team. Absolutely someone that mm. who, whose voice is so valuable in this community. And I don't think that he would have ever seen himself on a podcast until he was asked. And that is... I, that that's inspiring to me because that his experience is really really uh, amazing from what I know of it and 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 working with him, his voice is I, I love I love everything about it. Um, so check out that episode and uh, thank you guys for creating that platform for mm-hmm. for both the Latinx populations here in Tulsa and then everyone else that you've had. Um, there's been some really amazing stories on that podcast, so I I love hearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's round out our last discussion with a yeah. little. Sp- Spotlight on you and what you're doing. It's all about me. I'm getting <laughs> you, You've done an amazing job of kind of talking us through your journey into this space. Yeah. Um, and I think what you've also talked about a lot too is like taking skills that you've learned or, and applying them to something that you care you care about. Right. And I think that that I or I hope that that captures fully kind of your desires and and mission behind creating lid lidworks yeah. and what you do as a brand strategist. Mm-hmm. So talk to us a little bit about your entrepreneurial experience and yeah. journey, how you felt like you have established yourself in this cuz it ain't easy. <laughs> you hustling. Um I never expected this ever. I did not like I was not a little kid who was like I want to be a business owner when yeah. I grow up or this is what I'm going to be doing. I have no clue. Like I came out of college not knowing like I have these degrees and I don't know what I'm going to do with it and what's going to fulfill me. Yeah. Um, but it ended up being having my own business. You know, like I'd mentioned earlier, it was my network. So I personally say I'm in my second year of officially being a business owner, but it's really been the network. It's really been yeah. the people still, you know, so from that, my first project I ever did and got paid for was that one that Andre I did for Andrea and Aaron noticed. Um, and then Aaron was the one who actually empowered me. He was like, you're doing a lot of work. Have you considered just creating an LLC so that you have some of those like legal protections as well? You can write off some taxes. I never, you know, I never knew that was an option. I didn't have anyone who was like that or not like that, but who knew and was like Mm -hmm. informed on these things. 
so he was the one who really mentored me, empowered me, like I said, not from me, but from who I was leaning in towards. Um, And so from there, like, I've never advertised myself. I've never. You haven't had to, baby. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, being in my second year, I haven't because I haven't just, I just haven't had the capacity yet to like really go full time or PBD Um, or to share my work. It's really been that network and word of mouth of she did a really great job on this. I really liked it. X, Y, Z, or I get on retainer with these people. And Mm -hmm. so that's just like blossomed into really me doing industry agnostic work. So I've never personally advertised myself or I've established myself, positioned myself publicly or on social media as this is the work that I'm doing. Please come. I offer these, you know, it's been that network of people who have been satisfied who feel aligned who feel like they can trust that i can deliver and translate the work that they're asking for into a visual product so i think it's what i've done to grow myself in a way is really focusing on does really focusing on or is who i'm serving do they feel satisfied and heard I think that's really what it comes down to more so than what the product that I'm delivering to them is. A lot of times I think people, you know, they trust me with like a logo or a brand guide or a website, right? And they don't feel as if they know what to do, one. Two, they don't know if, you know, how, how to do it. Three, they don't feel like someone else, they can trust someone else with what, what they're needing visually. So, you know, if someone's starting a business for themselves and they're not sure what the colors are, they want someone to guide them. They want someone who is informed to guide them on, here are the options, here's a process that I'm going to take you on. Um, And then they just have to ride along. You're solving a problem for them as well. And so I think it's really just people-centered processes and making people feel like they've they are heard yeah that is what has contributed to me growing my business and getting clients when i'm not actively advertising myself i think that's yeah. the special sauce that i've been able to make for myself yeah. um but i really have advice for others like like i have learned everything by doing yes never expected this i never planned for this i never took like formal business classes in college or anything. I think the beauty of it for me has been that I have truly just tried. I've like positioned myself to clients as this is the vault of expertise that I have and that I'm willing to share with you and guide you through. Yeah. And like, especially as an early career, you know, I think a lot of times us younger folks, you know, think we're early career. It's limiting. We're this, there's only so much we know. Yeah. Um, there's only so much that I can service or do for people. Like I think it's so limiting that early career stage, although like time-wise, it is correct. Technically, it's like we so, haven't been in yeah. the workforce for long. Yeah. But I really I think it's I have just been, been able to own myself and just present myself in confidence yes. in who I am and what I can offer people even if it is technically limiting. But, you know, we're always learning no matter what stage of career you're in. Absolutely. Um, So I would really like to encourage others in something that I'm practicing myself within my entrepreneurial journey is 
you are so valuable as a young person. I mean, we are the generation that is going to technically succeed the older generations who are established and yeah. who are running things right now and who are in leadership positions. Can, like, can that happen tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> speed it up. Speed I'm it up. ready. <laughs> no, it's so true. Yes. Like, I mean, like we, our perspective is needed so much. Aaron, he could have, you know, he could have hired someone as his content person, advertising person who had an MBA, who had these credentials, who had experience in XYZ. But he, you know, I honor him for this, but he, he knew that he needed a younger perspective. He knew that he wanted someone who would be non-traditional, who was progressive, who would be able to really speak on, like speak on behalf of a variety of different peoples and communities. And so I just highly encourage you, like, you are needed. Workforce is not needed. Mm -hmm. And I really advise, like, other peers my age to lean into who they are, what they have to offer, and get what you deserve. Like, receive it. So I love that. No, I am getting so like <laughs> it's so good. It's 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 really good to be reminded of that for so many things. I, I want to just jump right into the point um, about how like it's almost oxymoronic for us to be to us to perceive ourselves as like unexperienced but in demand mm. because mm-hmm. that is what early career really means to me. Yeah. is you're absolutely in demand because every company, every every industry is going to tell you that they want young, bright minds. And then <laughs> at the same time, they're not going to value Fresh those talent. young, bright minds yeah. for X, Y, Z reasons. I think, the, I think the main reason is that a lot of these companies just don't have infrastructure to support the growth of early career. Ooh. Um, mm. Oof. I'm, I, I'm fresh from conferences. So I'm, I've been really observing a lot of this. But... Um, I, I think that that creates an opportunity for us in this area. I'm like barely including myself in this early career. I don't know. It's three years is early ish career, (laughs) (laughs) early to mid career. It's insane how quickly it happens. But the point I'm trying to make is, um, it's just really interesting how like, you know, I guess this whole concept of like being in demand, but being underappreciated. Um, it creates that opportunity for us in this in this kind of sweet spot to, like you said exactly, own our skills and mm-hmm. own what we know and get what we deserve. Yes, I think it's a lot of advocating for ourselves. Hundred percent. That is a learned skill, but it also was one you can learn by doing. Yes. Back to your second or your other point as well. Doing is paralyzing sometimes the mm-hmm. thought of doing something is so scary do it scared especially do if you've scared. never done it before that's exactly right doing it scared because the other option is not doing it at all and that not having a chance that gets to a point where not having done it at all leads to that regret and mm-hmm. leads to that oh what could have been and i personally am not going to live I'm not going to go down that path anymore, mm-hmm. or I am choosing not to, or I am a, a, at least acknowledging an, an honest attempt to not live a life where I regret things that I didn't do. Yeah, I'm going to try and do the things that I want to do now, and I hope that that's I hope that that's encouraging. I, I and I know that I know how hard it is to apply everything that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We are speaking about things that have we have become conditioned to believe because we've seen what 
doesn't work yeah. <laughs> or what everyone else above us has told us we shouldn't do. Right. Um, and, I, and I think the third thing I'll re- return to and then we'll wrap it up um, was I really love what you talk about with um, with Aaron kind of like recognizing that like need for our voice, mm-hmm. uh, our voice, your voice specifically um, as a as a younger perspective. Right. And let, you hit it. You hit it right on. Aaron knows. Aaron probably knows so many people with an MBA in marketing that could make beautiful brand guidelines that, you know, does everything. But is that investing mm. in young talent? Is that giving an opportunity to someone that hasn't had an opportunity to see themselves like professionally in that yeah. way? That is walking the walk. And that is something that I know 100%. you and I, when we end up in, you know, Aaron Wiggum's shoes, we're going to be that exact we're going to be that exact same way. Mm -hmm. It's so important to us because it was done to us. And I, I want to encourage anybody listening that to start to continue to open the door for others, right? Continue to create an opportunity to, for someone younger than you, or not even necessarily younger than you, someone with less opportunity than you. Yes. And if you ask someone, they will tell you (laughs) how (laughs) opportunity might have evaded them because of X, Y, Z reasons. You know, you weren't ready for it. It wasn't the right time. You didn't feel prepared. Right. Like learn, learning scared and tr- and doing it scared is the only way to get there. And I'm sure it was scary to say, I'm going to step into this startup environment and create a whole new brand. And you didn't even say that. You said, I'm going to step into this startup yes, environment and yes. see what happens. And I, I love that. And I want to con- encourage everyone that's listening that um, like at, at least if anything, you and I are a testament to what some of these uh Things that feel scary, we didn't have experience doing beforehand, yeah. and all of those things have kind of led us to where we're at. Yeah, which isn't perfect. We both have growing to do. It does. I For do. Life. I do feel like I'm confidently in a place where I'm. I have a good perspective on at least those those couple of things, that, and at least the perspective on trying new mm-hmm. things. I'm going to continue trying. I'm going to continue being that that person that wants to do something new or wants to try something in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I want to, it's hard. I know so many people that aren't like that (laughs) because it's hard. So I just want to be encouraging. And, and if I can encourage you more than this podcast, I'll try, but um, this is, this is the way I channel that. So I hope that, Mm. I hope that this resonates. And and I know that uh, your story will resonate with lots of people because it's, it's not been easy to be in our shoes, but uh, we've definitely, done it with grace and you specifically (laughs) i'm doing my best i'm doing my best doing it scared yes exactly let's wrap it up here um lydia thank you so much for being on this episode is there anything that you want to plug um as we're as we're rounding out this episode of grow with us yeah actually so one you know plugging in new you um follow us at new you tulsa also our website www.newutulsa.com um also i am actually starting a new venture um me and a great like lifelong partner we are doing a joint venture called fugue media so this will let's works is almost turning into this new um venture and we really want to be serving bipoc founders owners launching new ideas um so please follow us at fugue media and we'll be launching soon 
That's awesome. Super. Congratulations on that. I can't wait to support you. <laughs> I love you, Evan. <laughs> love you too. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Grow With Us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Grow With Us. Grow With Us is supported by Intulsa Initiatives. If you're interested in learning more about Intulsa services for job placement and workforce development, please visit talent.intulsa.com. From there, you can join our talent network where you'll get access to our newsletter and our talent team will make sure we put the right opportunities on your radar. We put the choice to pursue a new career and opportunities in your hands. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when more episodes of Grow With Us are released. Let us know what you think about how we're doing by rating and reviewing. It really helps. Grow With Us is edited and engineered by Rant9 Productions and Jesse Ulrich. This has been Grow With Us. Grow With Us.